0: Welcome to the Creative Finance Playbook, where we'll show you how to buy property without banks or credit using creative finance strategies. Join your hosts, Jen and Joe Delafave, as we embark on a thrilling journey to financial freedom through real estate. With our expert advice and insider tips, you'll learn how to build wealth and achieve your dreams. So tune in and get ready to take control of your financial future we got uh, some special guests on today i am super excited with oh, grace and amelia grace was one of our very first students from round one who have gone through like all three different rounds and is a superstar and a little insight about grace was she was our first student of the day of the week mm-hmm. and it was always what i was always getting a big smile on my face was what a great way to start off the week every single week by grace's smile her energy so, uh, Grace, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I don't, you know, let everybody get to know you a little better, but I figured I'll let you do it. You, where are you from? Tell us about you.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. And I am from Eastern Iowa. My name's Grace Gudenkoff. I started investing in real estate a little over two years ago, and I actually joined Jen and Joe's program. I had only bought I think one property and I really didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to learn creative financing and just be able to scale and do lots of fun things. So I joined it. I dove in head first. I was with them for, I think it was a year and a half that we were together. Um, And a little bit about me personally, I love traveling. I love reading. I love meeting people. I'm very sociable. I, want, I run Women Invest in Real Estate with my friend, Amelia, who's going to be on here in a, probably 5, 10 minutes. Um, and Sandra, I see, is on here. She actually came. She knows Jen. Um, they came to our retreat in Orlando. Um, but yeah, and right now in real estate, I do a lot of creative financing. Uh, I also do a lot of burrs. Um, I do a lot of midterm rentals, so I kind of like to have a hand in a few different things. I'm not into doing one thing over and over and over. I like to have, as Jen and Joe taught me different tools in my toolbox. So that is about me.
0: Well, that's grace in a snapshot, but there's a lot more to grace than uh, meets the eye guys. Um, I know when we first talked about coaching, she reached out to Jen and she's kind of like, well, I'm thinking about it. And Jen was just telling me that story the other day. It's just so funny how it comes up. Say it again, hun, Because you were on the call, I wasn't.
2: Well, yeah, it was just kind of a messaging back and forth on Instagram because that's like my favorite place to connect with people, especially other ladies and in investing. And I think, you know, you were on the fence because you had a full-time job and it was a yeah. bit of time commitment and, you know, obviously mentoring costs money. And you're like, you know, and I'm like, well, just come and chat with us, see if it's a good fit. And you're like, you know what, I will. So You know, looking back on it, can you imagine if you hadn't taken a chance on yourself and just dove all in because you really went all in on mentoring and in real estate? It's crazy because I don't even know why I wanted to get on a
1: phone call. Like, I don't feel like I was really in a place to do mentorship and I just did. And then before I know it, I was like, I'm going to do this. And I am so glad that I did. So glad.
0: Well, it gets a little scary when you're like having to write that check Um, and you're like, wait, how much for how long, what's this going to do? And we just went through the same thing yesterday, um, ourselves. So I completely understand that feeling, but you were in a different spot. So you had one deal underneath your belt already. Mm -hmm. You had a full-time job. What were you doing at the time?
1: So I was a mechanical engineer out of California. I was working remotely because of COVID. Um, but yeah, I was only about a year out of college and I was doing that. And so I just wasn't a hundred percent sure what my future kind of looked like with maybe moving to California, real estate, COVID was all up in the air. And
2: I have
0: I remember one of the first well, oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, I was going to say, I just remember, like, I have so many people reaching out asking, like, well, I have a full-time job. Like, is there some advice that you could give just touching on that portion of it? How did you go ahead with the mentorship, buy real estate without using your credit, without going to banks, creative financing, but you were also still in your W-2. Is there like a secret hack that you were doing? Or like, did you have a magic wand that you were waving? No, I don't think there's any
1: secret hack. It's just knowing yourself and do you want it? And if you want it, you'll do it. And I wanted it. I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to one day have the freedom to leave my W-2, which I did about a year, year and a half later. Um, and I just knew that I had, I was willing to put in the time and the energy. And for the first six months, my first deal, I diy a full gut with my significant other slash business partner. And it sucked. It was so not fun, but it was worth it looking back on, you know, the deal that we did and what we learned and being able to build off of it. So if you're, unless you're scared of hard work, you, you can do it if you want it bad enough. And it sounds cheesy, but it really is. And I'm very thankful that I'm in this space. I'm in the place two years later where I'm like, I feel like the grind is behind me. I did the hardest part, the DIY, the super long work weeks, working all through the weekend. And now I'm in a part where I can hire people and I can build my team. I can enjoy time off. I can go travel. So it's such an amazing feeling to look back and be so thankful that I did that.
0: It's funny okay. you say that because I know when we first met, <clears throat> you were saying that you did not want to move to California.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Like, I want to quit my job. And I'm like, oh, girl's going to go do it. Right. And then you did. You're like, I'm quitting my job. I and can't believe I'm I did. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I mean, talk about, but I could also see why too, because it's maybe it's the way your brain works, but why were you are? You know one of our ideal students, best students, you came every single week with your meeting on time with a purpose. You had great questions. You handled it like a business. and you really were really very young, right? You didn't have decades and decades of CEO, you know, wisdom underneath your belt you. But you came so calculated. And I think this was a big attribute to your success was really just that. Like here are my questions. How are we structuring this? I'm taking massive action on what we talked about Mm -hmm. and uh, you just did everything that we, we worked on. And uh, now I think you have a lot more than one or two doors, don't you?
1: Yeah, I have about 20 and for anybody, I'm not sure what your guys' experience level is listening, but seriously, the hardest deal is your first one. It really is. I, it took me like three, four months to get my first creative deal. And then I got three in like a month. Like I was working so many leads with Joe. I had no clue what I was saying. I was, I had one seller looking up wrap mortgages online. Like it was a disaster. (laughs) And then as soon as I got over that hump, I got like three immediately. And then I had momentum. So if you're out there and you feel like you don't have any momentum. It's really that first deal, maybe the first two, and then you really do start to see it.
0: You know, it's funny to say that I was just on a call prior to our meeting here. And I was working with somebody right now. It's one of our current students who bought our playbook. And I told them just what you just said. It's that the first one's usually the trickiest one you get one or two underneath your belt. And you're like, okay, on the way, I got it. It's just like riding a bike, you know, the first time you're getting on, it's scary, right? You're moving fast and mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, right? But then after a while, you're like, my no hands, right? You got it.
1: Yeah, um, now when a creative deal comes up, I'm like, ooh, like let's see what we can figure out. There's so many ways I could go about this. This is fun. Whereas the first one, I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what question to ask.
0: So I remember, and I don't know if you want to bring it up or not, but I'm going to start it. And then you could just say, if you don't want to talk about it, <laughs> which I understand if you don't, but it's a cool story. I remember we were working on a deal together and you made the deal you did. And then after we got off the call, I sat there and I started running the numbers and I started freaking out. I'm like, Holy cow, Grace, do you know what you just made on this deal or the potential of this deal? And I think you probably know which one I'm talking about because I I, I forget names, but I don't forget deals.
1: Mm -hmm. You don't forget numbers.
0: It's so weird. So you feel comfortable talking about that and how you found that deal and what happened with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is such a fun deal that I true. And you guys always preach this and it's true. I got to help a couple out of a really hard situation. And then I got to make a lot of money, which this is a creative deal. So there's going to be lots of years that I can make good money, but Basically, I knew this couple who had unexpectedly inherited a house because somebody had passed away unexpectedly. So this house is full of stuff like somebody was mid-making dinner. And I basically told them they got a really low cash offer for like $35,000. I came in, I said, hey, I can get you a lot better price if you do seller financing. And it was paid off. They were really stuck on the $70,000. So I got them $70,000. And I said, Hey, look, I'm not going to put any money down. I'm going to pay your closing costs, which is like $1,500 in Iowa. Maybe, um, I am going to pay you $300 a month for 10 years, straight principal, no interest. And then at the end of 10 years, I'm going to owe them $34,000. That house will be worth $115,000. So that's the equity difference I'm going to have with that house. I went and I did rent to own. So I immediately got a down payment. So I was up immediately first month, like five or $6,000. I rented it out for $1,100 a month. I don't do any repairs. I don't do any maintenance because it's rent to own. So my my mortgage is 300. I rent it for 1,100. I do have to pay insurance and taxes, but that's it. And then I signed an option agreement with them to buy it for somewhere in the low $100,000 mark down the line. So if you actually add up all three of these pieces and Joe, you were saying that I didn't realize the deal. I had no clue. I just knew, oh, I'll make 800 bucks a month. That's all I knew. (laughs) But if you actually do the math and I hold it for that full 10 years, it will be a $134,000 deal. And I know that because I just did a presentation at our last retreat where I laid out how I make money on the acquisition, the cash flow, and the disposition. And it was $134,000. But the best part was, those two sellers left me great five star reviews about working with me. They were so excited to get double the offer. Because remember, they got a $34,000 cash offer. And they were so excited to just give me the house with all the crap in it not have to do anything, not have to worry about anything, not have to clear anything out. And they, were, they said, thank you so many times after it.
0: And they said, thank you. And here you are thanking them back.
1: I'm like, no, right. thank you.
0: <laughs> right. It's like a contest. Who could thank the other one more? <laughs> well, I am so happy. And that's what <clears throat> we always have back and do is when real estate is done right, everybody should feel like they won. <clears throat> and how you're able to structure this deal They get into it with very little money to be profitable, excuse me, to be profitable so quickly and then to scale that now, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. it looks like we have Amelia here.
3: I made it. It's like 80 degrees out today. So I'm looking rough. I've been outside at a tree being cut down at one of my properties. So (laughs) excuse me,
2: but I'm here. Awesome. Welcome, Amelia. Yeah. If you want to give a little bit about yourself, we've just been chatting with Grace. Obviously she was one of our students, but we haven't dove into um, wire and all of that amazingness yet. But if you want to just tell everyone here who you are, what you do, where you're out of, and just kind of shed some light on Amelia. Yeah.
3: So my name is Amelia McGee. I am based in Iowa, like Grace, but I'm in the Des Moines area. So that's the capital of Iowa. Um, I'm 31 years old and I do real estate investing full time. I have 36 doors right now. And also similar to Grace, I love the midterm rental strategy. Um, I have about eight midterm rentals. 20 some odd long-term rentals and one short-term rental. And I know Jen and Joe are big on creative financing and I haven't done nearly as many creative finance deals as they have or Grace has, but I have done a couple small multifamily creative finance deals, which are amazing. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Well, there's a lot more about you than just that because I want to dive into it. Well, thank you for the, the quicker version, but we're going to dive into both Grace and Amelia in this wire community that you two have been growing. And this is where I will want to thank you both. And I think I already have, but if I have Amelia, I want to, because I know when Jen went to your live event that you did in Orlando, I know the mood that she was in. It wasn't bad, but I could see the difference when she came back from your, one of your events that you guys hosted just the level of where she was at was incredible. And that's the whole purpose of these events, right? Jen and I were at one last week and the person that you come back as should be a changed person. Mm-hmm. And it really saw a difference in her, not just like the knowledge or things like that, because you guys share a wealth of it, but it was the, the attitude, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about being around amazing other amazing people who are doing amazing stuff. Now yours is different. Yours is just for women which is cool. women need a place to go, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So do you guys want to chat about that a little bit more?
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, it was awesome to have Jen there because she's so bubbly and funny, which, and I think that's an added element of these retreats. So this is our wire community, which is women invest in real estate. And Jen came to the Orlando retreat and you get to know people on social media. You get to know certain parts of their personality but it's so cool to get to meet these people in person because you can't always show your full personality online and there's just not enough time in the day to do that right um so that was totally cool but the best thing about the retreats is that you're in the room with 20 other amazing women who want to invest or who already are investing and you don't get that in like real life in your everyday life where people want to talk about real estate investing for three entire days straight. And so it's it's just so much fun. Grace, what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, we focus primarily on having a laid back yet, A little bit of structure where we give you the masterminds here and there and we do hot seats, but really where people get a lot of the value and what we hear time and time again is those late night conversations, those morning coffees where you're talking with the person next to you about their business strategy in between times, taking walks or eating snacks where you get to have those conversations that just don't happen in real life. And then that's how you walk away with this group of 15, 20 people that it really feels close knit. You feel like, you know, everybody, you feel like you can ask the group for help or advice or suggestions. And it's just, it sounds so cheesy, but I'm going to say it. It's just really magical. Like it's just something you don't experience in real life until somebody has an event. And Jen and Joe, you guys were literally saying that before we got on this call that it was just an incredible weekend with incredible people And that's life-changing.
2: Yeah. And I, I have to say though, because I've gone to the professional, well-done put on events and you know, Joe and I love that too, to be able to, you know, have, you know, walk outside those doors and have those a little bit more intimate conversations or go to dinner and have, you know, dinner with Ron Mm -hmm. the grant, like no big deal. But with yours, it was just this different level of intimacy that I can't find with my friends or family who don't invest in real estate. And so having these strategic talks, whether it was about, you know, how do I handle homeschooling my kids and running my business? but these women were there to help me really strategize. Like, how do I come out of some of these challenges that I face? And they sincerely cared. And I felt like that I could just be myself and I wanted to go there. And I think that's the biggest tip. If you go to any event, like go as yourself authentically, like, who are you show up with your problems and tackle them because women and men, I would assume want to help each other out, you know, and uh, like the event we just went to, it was all about collaboration if you're going to compete, compete against who can give each other more, um, more advice, more love, love more care. Yeah. And so you really piggyback that a lot too. So I have to ask you have one coming up. Are there any seats available? Yes, there are seats available. It's in
1: Charlotte, June 1st through 4th. If you're a gal in real estate, we would absolutely love to see you there. And one last thing I want to say about it, about Jen's point is, You said, bring your true self. One thing we started saying at our last one is bring your authentic self, not your best self. I don't care about your best self. I want to see, I don't care about the highlight reel. I want to see you, what you need help with, how you can help others, the connections that you can bring. And it really sets the stage to make a group of 20 seem incredibly intimate and incredibly incredibly close-knit. But yeah, we have one coming up in Charlotte. We'd love to see you there.
0: Well, I will say when Jen got back from her event, she's like, you know, we already knew Grace and Amelia, but she's like, I just didn't know how freaking cool and badass they both were <laughs> until I got to hang out with them and meet them in person. And they're like, she's like, A, they're just, you know, normal people, but they're also rock stars. And I could tell you, we've been to other events. And whatever happened at your event, I'm not allowed to be there, but whatever you guys did with her, she came back and changed person shit. And that was almost like the staple of what, when we do one of our live events, rather than having a a huge ballroom, and maybe it turns into that one day. Right. But the, the, the small close knit conversations over breakfast or after, okay, the day's cut out for the day and now we're able to go do this. And then you're just casually hanging out, but still talking about real estate. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things, but then also just to have fun together too. Right. Not just be, and so like we're only for business. Oh yeah. I saw some we of y'all in there. I saw okay. some of it. I didn't get to see all of it. I saw some, so I know you guys are having a great time, but that's the fun thing about it is it's building that community. And that's really why, uh, I think it's really important to focus on giving like what Jen said at the event, we were just at what's called the family mastermind. And these are people who like as good as anybody thinks you're doing. And when you go into these rooms, like there's people doing like unbelievable stuff. Okay. In these rooms. And they're so nice and they're so giving. And they're to the point, like, how can I help you? To the point there's one of them in Tampa where we live. He's like, I go to the cigar lounge every Friday. He's like, just come hang out with me. I'm like, so all I have to do is just go smoke a cigar. And the guy's like, I buy, I flip businesses, like people flip houses. Um, and when you realize what he does, why he's got a private jet and all these other great reasons, um, you realize how amazing these people are. And if they're in a contest, it's who they could help and give back to the most. So.
3: I think it makes you raise your standards as well. When you surround yourself with people that are doing huge things like that. At Mm -hmm. one of our streets, we had an investor from Denver, her name's Anam, and she and her husband have a portfolio worth twenty-five million dollars, which is just crazy to me. But it's like, okay, if they did it and they're self-made, why can't I do the same thing? So, it it makes you accelerate your growth, I think.
0: And it motivates the snot out of them too, right? Absolutely. And that's what got it gets me fired up. Like I know there's the day at the event where. Jen and I, I felt like I was a little kid again. Like it's like 1130 midnight. We have to be downstairs for the early morning event. And we're like giggling in bed. We're like, I can't fall asleep. Her, I ended up falling asleep till like 1130. She's up to like one in the morning because she couldn't sleep. And then here we are the next day getting it all again. And you just have that energy to, to keep moving. So I love it. So wire are communities rocking? Now, what do you guys talk about at these events?
1: So we do... A few different masterminds, kind of a rotating theme of what we do. I always do a creative financing mastermind, which is so much fun. Well, some of the other masterminds we've done have been building a team systems, finding off market deals, um, taxes, bookkeeping. And then we do a lot of hot seat time where you have a group of three to four people and you get 15, 20 minutes to talk about you, 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 your business, me, me, me. And that is where a lot of breakthroughs happen and you keep it very loose. You can talk about whatever you want. If you need to do something, make a call, get the support of other people, you can do that too. But so many fun things happen in that hot seat because it's very rare that somebody has three, four other entrepreneurs giving them their full attention to help them. And that can lead to so many new thoughts and ideas and motivation.
2: I had to, I muted him because I could hear Lexi call. Sorry, Joe. Um, But yeah, I was going to say that I loved when even we first got there, like the I have never real estate edition, because it was just like, it was so crazy to see how many people have experienced, you know, contractors running off with money or evictions or, you know, the things nobody likes to talk about. But guys, if you're in real estate crap happens and it's how you're going to navigate it and and get through that. And uh, Amelia, I got to give you mad props because you are just like queen of like, this is how it is. And this is how, you know, and we just share that. So I don't know if you can kind of, you're literally going through a situation, you briefed on it, um, with the tree and I saw it in your Instagram story, you know, but I love that you share the real. So, you know, can, kind of give a little backstory there of what you were dealing with earlier today?
3: Yeah, so this is great. So it's really windy in Iowa right now because it's spring. So we've got the cold front and the hot front, which creates lots of wind and tornadoes. Anyways, I had a tree from my property fall on my tenant's work vehicle. Never had this happen before. Wasn't really sure how to handle it. But pro tip even if a tree falls on your neighbor's property, it's your neighbor's insurance policy that covers the damage, which I actually, I feel is a little bit counterintuitive. So if you ever have that situation come up, it's your neighbor's responsibility, unless they can prove that you were negligent in some way, like the tree was rotten and you knew about it and you didn't take care of the issue. Um, So now I have a contractor crew out there taking that tree down amongst other trees. And you just never know how your day is gonna go as a real estate investor stuff pops up all the time. So yeah, that's what I'm dealing with today, but tomorrow it'll be a whole other can of worms. I'm sure, but it's all worth it in the end. It's all worth it. Cause I get to work on my own schedule and I love it.
2: Do you want to add anything to that grace? Anything that's been going on in your world? I know you had some crazy stuff happening a few weeks ago. I, yes, I agree with Amelia. Every day
1: is different. Every day is something that you could never guess, but I think Jen, you hit the nail on the head of Amelia. And I try really hard to not make it a highlight reel. And I can't remember if I posted this on my Instagram story, but we definitely talked about it on our podcast. I found out the other day, I have a tenant who owes their previous landlord $7,000. That's been a really fun experience. She does not owe us any money nothing bad has happened so far, but we're keeping a very close eye on her. Um, and it's just been a learning curve. It's been interesting, but I know people deal with these things. It happens. It's real estate. If it was easy, everybody would do it
2: and there'd be no money to be made. And in your community, cause you have a Facebook page too. Like I love our group, I love that people can share and ask questions because sometimes, you know, it's easy in large, large groups to feel like people are laughing at you or you feel kind of like I'm new at this. Is this a dumb question? But you guys really cultivate that environment that it's safe to be here. Ask away, you know, if, there's, if we don't know the answer, we can certainly try to point you in the right direction. I know that Joe and I try to lead that as well. Um, even though our group is getting larger and larger by the day, I think we're going to need to hire some uh, moderators for us soon. Right, babe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's a, there's a if- lot of stuff that goes on. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: And if you're listening to this and you keep hearing this theme of like community, 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 know that like Amelia and I I started wire when we really didn't know anything. I had like maybe a rental property. I might've not even owned it yet, but everybody wants community. Everybody's looking for community. So if you don't have one, go start one go start that Facebook page, go start that meetup, go start that group text of people that, you know, because that is something that people will never stop craving.
0: Really? And what it is, it's huge. It's about having almost like a support group. And I'll be honest with you. There's so much stress that goes on in this business at times. And it's not like I just have a nine to five job or like the same, like th- the most random things happen in this business. Uh, I mean, I could start a book and it'd be a bestseller. So, having the tenacity to to forge through it, sometimes you need help. And so, sometimes a mastermind is almost like a support group for real estate investors who want to share some of their great stories and struggles too,
3: right? It's Real Estate Investors Anonymous. That's what it's a support group. It's like NA, except for real estate investor version. Yeah, but it's like therapy.
2: Yeah, it is therapy. It, It truly is. Well, yeah, you're, you're also educating people. And then also I feel like, you know, you have, when you have the safer community like that too, you can have people who can connect and network and buy deals. Um, I know like Grace, you had a couple of deals that like some of our team was actually involved with, and I, I think that worked out really well. So it's like, you, you really learn who to trust and, and like they're saying, like create that community guys, because I think that you, once you realize the abundance mindset, like together, we can go so much further than sitting here, trying to do all of it on your own, all of the time. And especially if you are looking to do maybe more than one deal a year, you're going to need to surround yourself with people who are, who are doing them. So if you can think back to your first deal, can you give, um, you know, one critical piece of advice, um, for someone who's listening right now that just is like, I know I, I keep trying, but it just hasn't happened yet. Or, you know, they're really nervous to take that first step. Um, are they all off market properties that you guys were doing, or did you do any other marketing other ways?
3: So my first investment property was a triplex and it was on the market. It was Okay, so this is this is small town Iowa prices. I always like to say that. So it was listed for 99,000. I ended up buying it for 78,000. I wrote the owner a love letter telling him that this was my hometown. I really wanted to provide proper housing for people there blah blah blah. Um but one thing I really learned was how you have to be very creative and flexible when you're a real estate investor because Things go wrong from the get-go. And you just have to know how to work through problems. You really have to be a problem solver and be able to work on your feet. Um, For me, in this situation, uh, we were supposed to... I was going to do conventional financing 20% down to start. And I actually had the units filled prior to closing, which was a mistake on my part. But I was so excited to have them rented Come to find out we weren't gonna close in time. And so I ended up buying the property in cash just so we could close faster. And then I refinanced like two weeks later when the appraisal could actually get done. But my lender was not the one thinking on his feet here and he wasn't coming up with solutions. So I was the one that had to get the ball rolling there and pivot and find out a different way. So you just have to know that things are gonna come up and you just work through problems as they arise.
0: And you are spot on. I think of my very, very first deal that I did. This was some of you might not have been born yet. Uh, this is 23 years ago. And I had a lawyer who was just making the deal on the seller side. So darn hard where the seller's like, I just want to sell you the house. I don't know why my lawyer's dragging his feet and makes this more difficult. And there were so many different roadblocks that got put in front of me that I had to overcome. And if I didn't stick with it, if I just threw him the a towel, said, Oh, that deal's not worth it. on to the next one. I would have never made that deal which then if I'd never made the first deal, but I've made the second deal or the fifth or the 50th, right. Or however more. So the, this was the thing is it's getting like, what Grace said earlier is getting that first deal done and realizing that some are a little harder than others. Some are just like, how did that just become so easy? Wish we all had more of those in our life. It'd be great. Um, But every deal has got a little bit of a challenge to it, but on the bigger side, real estate investing is a lifestyle. It's a lifelong journey. You're building an empire right? And many of us, maybe some of you have, But I wasn't born with the silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I came from a very, my parents were broke. I didn't know that they had rentals, but they went bankrupt when I was in high school. I didn't know that. All I know is all the rentals we had, they weren't there anymore. I figured they sold them. I didn't know they went back to the bank, but they don't talk to that with their 14, 15 year old son, right? Mom and dad, maybe they're ashamed. Maybe they just don't want to talk about it because they're all, upset about it, but there's a lot of challenges that you're going to face. So you learn my best experiences I've learned were from other people's mistakes. And so this is a part of a community, a mastermind. Do you want to know how many mistakes I've learned that we didn't have to make? I've already learned enough on the ones we have made. Damn it. (laughs) I don't want to learn on too many more. So that was the benefit of, of networking and masterminding. Um, And that's why we created our own recently that starts next week that we've been super excited about. You girls are in it and it's really a network of folks who are going to be talking about these creative finance sales. We sat down at this mastermind. There was about 170 something people there. And there was some super high level people. They were just blowing doors off. And the one thing they were just saying constantly is you need to learn creative financing. Anybody who's doing fix and flips right now, it's a challenge and they're taking a big hit. Anybody who's wholesaling right now is also hard as can yeah. be a lot of the wholesalers are disappearing, but they say the oh, nice. real market, the real trend is these creative finance deals. And why? Cause Grace just explained it earlier. She's got a 10 year term on a 0% mortgage on a property. She's cash flowing $800 a month for. So learning how to structure these deals the seller got twice as much out of grace than they did the other cash people. And they weren't happy with that little deal. They're happy with Grace. They're thinking Grace. And now Grace is going to make, we just talked about earlier, six figures on that deal. And it cost her $1,500 in closing costs and had to do a clean out and do some small stuff, but nothing major. So, our mastermind that we're creating that we did was by popular demand of saying, How can I sit in a room with you guys and girls and talk about this more? And that's what I love about the community that we're creating too. And the one thing that we've gathered from our last mastermind is if, if I come up with a problem or Grace comes up or Amelia comes up and they say, I've got a problem with something. The people's input we want are people who've already experienced that. We're going to help her get through that. Not somebody who read a book on it once. And they're going to give you their advice because there's a lot of free advice out there, gang, that is just, you could flush it all right down the toilet as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's what I've really gathered from it. So I love being in a room with people who've done deals. And some of our deals guys are phenomenal. Some of the deals are just like me, right? They're not home runs and not all of them have to be, but you're going to learn from those deals too. And that's part of the, the network. And that's why I love the creative finds playbook mastermind kicking off next week that we're going to be able to spend a few hours once a month going over that kind of stuff. Now, rabbit, I call you rabbit. So when you go to your first event and I'm going to go dial back into Amelia and grace real quick. And I'm going to be honest with you, both Grace and Amelia. When John was first getting ready to go, just like me, when I went to my first event, I didn't know what to wear. I didn't know who was going to be there. And you almost get high anxiety for people who are going to meet a bunch of people in the very beginning. So what advice do you have for somebody who's not been to a mastermind before, but they're thinking of joining one for the first time or going to one of your events, even?
1: my advice is show up who you are don't try to impress don't try to be who you're not and that's going to is that's going to be what gives you the most confidence to talk about what you've done help others and be likable you like people when they're authentic you don't like people when they're trying to be something that they're not and then the other thing is just know that not everybody knows everything. I always say like Warren Buffett at some point had to learn what does investing mean? At some point, he learned what the word stock meant. Nobody is born knowing everything. So it's okay if you don't know. And in fact, you need, it's amazing to be able to capitalize on people who do know more than you. And if you surround yourself with great right people, they're going to teach you so much.
3: Yeah. And I think I would just add to that, that I think everybody knows, but just a reminder, you're your own worst critic. And so when you're at these events and you're thinking, oh my God, what stupid thing just came out of my mouth? Nobody else there thinks that nobody else is like double, like nobody else is um, questioning every single thing you say, like you are. So just be confident in that. And like Grace and I, we don't We still don't know probably even 5% of what's out there on real estate, but no one's going to give you permission to be in those rooms except for you. Like you just have to give yourself permission to put yourself in those situations and then just run with it.
2: Yeah, you foster it. Like from the moment you walk in that door, like the hugs you're greeting people with and just that laid-back manner. I th- I just loved the whole layout of it, you know, because you had structured time which was important for learning but then there was the unstructured time that like you said, like, you know, like, cause I remember like, I was always one of the first ones to wake up and get the coffee going. And then a couple other morning people were down there too, but then there's the night owls who are up all night chatting away about everything else. So you find your little pods of people. Um, but then also to have that connection to take home with you, um, the, the group chat is still popping off every now and then with people asking great questions and cheering for each other when, with the winds or, you know, even a low like, oh man, this happened. And everyone's like, it's okay. You know, keep going. So really creating that environment is, has been really helpful for me. So thank you again for, for going. I mean, what even, how did you start that? I forget. What was your story? I know you guys like met in Iowa, but how did you come up with, go to a retreat? (laughs) Amelia was like, Hey, we should throw
1: retreats. And I was like, that's crazy. And she's like, well, I already emailed everybody a retreat sign up and people have signed up. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what's, is going on. This is
3: a terrible idea. Don't do that. Amelia. <laughs> like, again, nobody gave us permission to do this. And we were still fairly new investors at that time. I think I had 15 doors. I don't, Grace probably had nine or 10, but we saw a need in the community for a women's only intimate retreat with only 20 people. I mean, there's huge conferences out there and we all know what those are, you know, bigger pockets, et cetera, but there really aren't any small retreats. And so it was really just out of necessity. We thought that we started these. So
2: I had a great, well, great point. I gotta throw that out there though, because you guys keep it very manageable, you know, because there are some like almost elite private. Th- I've looked into them, but you know, they're twenty thousand dollars and you're getting all of the the fancy things when at the end of the day, the fancy things don't get you the the connection that you guys really do mm-hmm. provide there. Yeah. So kudos to that.
0: Thank you. Well, and I think that's what Jen was the most nervous on is, you know, obviously initially walking in that room. And then I remember her like, this is amazing. This is great. Like she was like messaging me like right away, like having such a good time. And I'll be honest with you. When I went on my very first mastermind too, it wasn't just a dude's one. It was for men and women, but mostly dudes. And I remember going there, I was so bad. And so you guys are gonna be the first one to know about this. Like I didn't pack crap. I've traveled the entire country so many times i've never had this happen in my life and like if i didn't go to the mall i would have not had clothes to wear on my home um it was like that okay because i was so like thinking even jen was like that morning you were just like so weird i like, just threw a couple things and I, like who packed my suitcase like i was so nervous about walking into all these strangers thinking that, like oh so many of them like are doing so much better than me what's this gonna be like but when you're around that right group, they make you feel at home and you realize like what you said too, they open up and these are the places to really get to do that. You're not seeing just their highlights. And so we've been on some podcasts where we're talking to the house and I'm like, man, they're killing it. And then after we get off the podcast, they're like, I want to fire my team. I don't want to do this anymore. This is terrible. I'm like, wow, wow. The mic just cut and here it goes. You won't hear that with me because I like this shit too much. Uh, but, and I'll honestly, <laughs> it's, it's a scary world out there. So once again, circling all back, it's about having that community of, of like-minded people who are good hearted people. And what we gathered, I would say one of the most from our last mastermind is to give back. And it doesn't matter the more successful you get, the more you should give. Right. And so this is where I, I crave more success because I know the more that we do, the more we're going to get back the same way. Um, So I absolutely love that. So Grace, we're going to dial into you real quick and I want to, we're going to wrap up. We only got about 10 minutes left. I want to talk about what we kind of mentioned at the very beginning is your first creative deal. So you did a normal deal prior and you're talking about that first hump. What were some of the things that helped you get over that? You can't say me or Jen.
1: (laughs) Trial and error. Knowing everyone gets so obsessed of what do I say? how do I negotiate terms with the seller? Like you'll find your rhythm. You'll find your flow. You're going to have to botch it a few times. That's okay. That's with any negotiation, any type of conversation, but just knowing every time I get on the phone, I get better. Every time I get on the phone, I get closer to helping a seller and making a deal for myself. And when I tell you, I botched the first few conversations, like I had no idea what I was doing. And I definitely, knew as soon as I hung up, okay, this is what I'm going to say different next time. This is what I'm going to do different next time.
0: So you critiqued yourself. I think one of them we were working on together and the seller was like something like about a wrap mortgage on like, Chris, how do they know about a wrap, wrap mortgage? I'm like, I, I have no know.
1: idea. I don't know who told them <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> and they're like, okay, I'll never do that again. And then, I was like,
1: all right, got it. Never coming out of my mouth again.
0: Right. And since then, obviously, you know, so I have to ask, you you've made some of these deals, some that you've kept, some that you've assigned. Right. I know one of our team bought one of your deals from you, one of these creative finance deals. How are you finding all these deals? Are you spending a lot of marketing to get them?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's the best part is I spend no money doing any marketing. I think one time I spent $30 on Facebook and it didn't work. And that was the only time I ever spent money, 30 bucks. I have a Facebook page where I foster relationships with the community. I advertise referrals over and over again. If you give me a referral, I give you a thousand dollars. I close on it. I just closed the one yesterday. 27 years, 3.625%. I'll put about yeah. 10, 15 grand into it. And it's a really cute uh, place. I think I'm gonna turn it into a midterm rental. But what I interest rate was that again?
0: Say that louder for people in the back. <laughs> 3.625. You ain't yeah. seen that at Wells Fargo, y'all. Or Bank of America.
1: And I didn't have to apply Maybe for anything. double financing. that. I didn't have to put any money down. I paid her closing costs probably two grand max plus a thousand dollar referral. So three grand.
2: You were like the queen of referrals. I wanted to touch on that. You said you've already given out what? Three or four this year? Yes. All three
1: all three properties I've closed this year have been through referrals. and so one was went random landlord's tenant who followed me. One was a friend who said, Here's uh, my sister. And then another one was a distant friend's sister who followed me. And this was her second referral that she'd given me to her coworker. Wow.
0: So, what we need to do is give grace. I'm stealing this from our other mastermind, but the golf clap, which is the highest. Everybody <laughs> give her a little golf clap. Okay. Unless your hands up. And that's the highest you can get Instead. right there. So excellent job on just branding grace is I am local and I could help you with your real estate problems. And I buy houses, mm-hmm. right. And getting the word out. And I keep on saying, I don't know what, if it's the water where you live or what it is, but I need to be more like grace here in Florida because grace, like, Oh, by the way, I, I buy houses, everyone. And they're like, Oh, well here, buy this one and that one. And these other two down the street, it's been great. So I had a conversation with a student earlier before this call, they were going to set up marketing channels. And I said, that's fine. But especially while you're working a full-time job, you don't have to spend any money on marketing. You could get more leads and deals than you could just about any time. Right. And we have all these channels of how we're getting all these free leads. And I will tell you right now it has been easier than it's been in a really long time because the market has been really hot in the last few years and it's kind of cooling off a little bit now and putting your house on the market and selling opening weekend for over asking is really, it's, it's maybe in small tiny pockets around the country, but everywhere else it's not happening right now. Interest rates went from 3% to six, 7%, you know, and that's definitely slowed down the market. So having these channels for these sellers is incredible. You just being you, Grace, And smile and say, "I buy your house," and people just reach out to you. So Grace is an ideal student because she also takes direction and runs with it. So I know. At first, we talked about your Facebook page, and I know Grace was super eager to start that, weren't you?
1: That was the one thing that I was like, "I'm not doing that. I don't get on Facebook. I don't want to be on Facebook." And you guys probably worked on me for like a month, and then finally, I did it. And now looking back, Facebook was down like a year ago. Remember it was down for like a full day and I literally couldn't do business. I was like, I can't post. I can't reach back out to the people messaging me. I can't look at the things that I'm posting and who's commenting. It was crazy. And somebody asked, "Is is this a business page or a separate Facebook page? It's just a business page. So people can follow it. It's free. They can unfollow it. They can share, they can comment, they can repost. It is the simplest method ever. And it works. I just share whatever I'm up to stupid photos before and afters. Like honestly, sometimes the stupider the content, the better it works and people love it.
2: Spot After- on. Yeah. You do a great job with that. Um, All right. I know we are running short on time. So I really want everyone to make sure they can follow you. You guys have a great social media presence. So where's the best way if someone is listening or watching and they have a lady in their life that they want to connect you with, or they themselves are interested in a retreat, where's the best way to find wire and Amelia and Grace?
3: Yeah. So our wire Instagram is wire with two eyes community uh on facebook the facebook group is just women invest in real estate and you can search that that's what our website is as well so www.womeninvestinrealestate.com and my personal instagram is amelia joe rei it's not amelia joe Ree, which grace for the longest time thought my last name was joe Ree. it's not um so yeah that's where you can find me and wire and then grace i'll let you go
1: she doesn't believe me, but there was somebody I went to high school with who was named Juri and it was spelled the same way. She thinks I'm making it up. I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> it's Amelia Joe, REI. And then I'm grace.investing. And if you find one of us
2: on social media, you'll find the rest. Awesome. Well, I hope that everyone here goes and signs up to be a part of your Facebook group. They join your newsletters. You guys do a lot on, you know, monthly things as well. So just mm-hmm. take a peek at that. Um, I love it. I'm definitely hopping in that group more often than not lately because I just love the energy. So thank you for all that you do. And thanks for coming on today, ladies. I know you're really busy with things going on. Um, even though you do, did you want to share with uh, everybody else here where you are headed soon? You said you uh, might have some moving in your near future. Yes. So I'm going to
1: be moving to Arizona. I'm going to be moving to Tucson. I've literally never been there. I don't know anybody that lives there, but my significant other got um, a good job. So we decided to just do it. It'll be fun to invest in a second market. I'll keep doing my thing in Iowa. So if you guys know anybody in Tucson or anything about Tucson, I would love to hear your opinions or if you have any connections, but beyond that, If you have any questions about wire or the meetup or the um, retreat message Amelia or I, and we will definitely answer your questions, but yeah, I'm super excited. And thanks Jen and Joe for having us on. I always love. When are you moving? This is
0: breaking news to Joe and Jen. So I need to hear just one second more about this. (laughs) May (laughs) one. Wow. I Oh my God.
2: You're like straight up pulling a Jen and Joe. Like we're just making it happen. 45 days (laughs) done out. Love it. Speeding down the
1: highway. <laughs> Holy cow, that's amazing. Ahead. Well, no. Well, so
0: really that's excited. the point. Your your properties back in back home. You're not selling them off or you're keeping them?
1: Keeping all of them. And I'm really excited because it's going to make me a bus- a better business owner because I can't DIY things anymore.
0: Well, that's where we first got together, you were. And well, that's why we're talking mm-hmm. to you about doing that. And when you went to Mexico for a month. That gave you the first little test of that. Now you're moving away. So you get to pull a Jen and Joe.
2: <gasps> I, know. Awesome. Oh, I know. Congratulations. Like Super excited. We will be following you and enjoying your journey along the way. And Amelia, good luck with all of the trees up there. <laughs> Thank you. I will. <laughs> Enjoy. <All right. laughs> Well, make sure you guys tune in next week. We are going to have our former acquisitionist manager, Brittany, and her husband, Sean. They are now full-time investors as well. So we are super excited to bring them on. And guys, just keep doing the dang thing, right? You know, it's never a great time. Now is the time. So quit putting off what you're putting off and go do it.
0: Dang, girl. She done laid it out.
2: All right. I'm getting a phone call, but I got to go. Have a great day, guys. Grace, Amelia.
0: Great job, guys.
2: Bye. Thank you all.